All right, welcome back everybody. My name's Austin. Today we're going over big news involving Bitcoin, synthetics, engine, cryptocurrency, and much, much more. Comment down below what you thought of the Zuby interview dropped this morning. Leave a comment. But let's jump in and let me start by sharing with you what's going out to the masses. The Bitcoin price just popped up over $16,000. They had resident analyst Brian Kelly to discuss how Bitcoin is different than stablecoins, how they're not in competition. Bitcoin is digital gold. But then they ask Brian for his Bitcoin price prediction into this next year. Watch this. Um, in terms of the digital euro or digital yuan or digital dollar, it's actually not competition for Bitcoin because Bitcoin's core value proposition is that it has a fixed supply. Uh, I can't imagine the ECB issuing a digital currency that is going to have a fixed supply. In fact, I would think it would make it a, a lot easier for them to digitally print more money. So I actually think it's more th those are more of a risk for fiat currency holders, and it highlights why Bitcoin uh, is a digital gold-like product. Um, are you, can you venture to forecast how high this thing can go by year-end? Yeah, so, so forecasting the future is very hard, believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> but I, well, here's what I will say about it, is that um, you know, Bitcoin's been above 16,000, I think, 12 days uh, in its entire history. Um, I suspect there probably are some people that bought in late 2017, 2018, uh, that have had a long three years, are going to want to get out of it. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a pullback. But in the longer run, my view on this is the market total value of all the Bitcoin existence is $300 billion. The total value of all the gold in existence is $10 trillion. If Bitcoin is actually going to disrupt some of the gold market, 300 billion total valuation is the wrong number. And you can see that there's a, a lot of scope for upside. And then add into that, most, if you look back at the halvings, which we talked about in the spring, where most of the gains come are the year after the halving. And we're seven months into that year after the halving. And, you know, Bitcoin's doing what it should do. So there could be five more months here of a pretty good upside. BK, thanks for calling in. We always like talking to you, our resident Bitcoin I, I, I always like talking. <laughs> okay, I like it. Give me your thoughts down below in the comment section. And you may be saying, okay, whoa, CNBC is bullish, time to sell. In my opinion, this was a very fair analysis of why Bitcoin is growing in value. And I liked what Crypto Bobby said, that now when they're giving an honest education, that's not really the time to sell. The time to sell will probably be when BK is teaching normies how to buy YFI token on Uniswap on live TV. Now, obviously, this is a little joke, but something to think about nonetheless. Okay, I want to get to Bitcoin and the SEC, but real quick, just make sure we dropped our interview with rapper, entrepreneur, Zuby. Just dropped. Guys, check it out. Great conversation from an artist's POV on crypto, Bitcoin into this next year. Check it out. But next piece of breaking news, the Securities and Exchange Commission now qualifies U.S. bankers, broker-dealers, and registered futures commission merchants as custodians for cryptocurrencies, such as Bitcoin and tokenized securities. Wow, that's big. But can we just have a source on this? We can read more at the SEC.gov. This is a public statement from November 9th, 2020 on the custody of digital assets and qualified custodian status. And while basically this is referring to the Wyoming Division of Banking primarily, 
It is legal, it is compliant, and this is setting the standard for the rest of the country. Now, as a Bitcoin holder, what does this released statement mean to you? That banks can now act as crypto custodians in the US? Because you may remember, whoa, hasn't this already been cleared? Well, yes, in July, the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency, the OCC, allowed US national banks and cooperative banks to provide custody of cryptocurrencies. Now, the SEC has joined the OCC in backing Bitcoin. In a direct quote from the document, the SEC staff is issuing this statement to encourage interested parties to engage with the staff directly on the application of custody rules to digital assets. So this is a huge win for custody providers like banks, like funds, a little green light from the SEC for Bitcoin and SEC-regulated cryptocurrencies. So maybe like Blockstack, like EOS got the green light a while ago. Very interesting turn of events. And next update for you, some of you have heard that Fold, the Bitcoin app, is literally giving away one full Bitcoin to possibly you, possibly me. And to enter, all you have to do is just sign up for the Fold card. All you have to do is literally sign up for the app or, by the way, drop your referral code down below. Use mine. Use somebody from the audiences. That's an entry as well. Check out their page for all the details. But uh, I'm trying to win. I'm hoping somebody from this audience wins. But my referral code is always in the description down below. Check it out. Get an entry to win a full Bitcoin. Next piece of news on synthetics. Brent crude oil futures are now tradable on DeFi exchange synthetics. This is huge if you're a trader or if you're a synthetics holder. You can now carry exposure to world oil markets in your decentralized finance DeFi portfolio. And just a reminder on what synthetics is. The platform currently offers 24 trading pairs ranging from cryptocurrencies to crypto indices to foreign exchange FX such as the euro. And each tradable contract is backed by a 750% collateralization of synthetics token and mimics price movements of the chosen asset through an oracle. So it's just a decentralized way to trade, something that's open 24-7, doesn't close on the weekends. Now you can trade oil. Using syndicated data from the intercontinental exchange ICE, the synthetic oil or S-Oil token is live today on the synthetics trading platform. And some of you have probably heard of Brent Crude Oil, because Brent is one of two futures contracts for global oil markets, the other being West Texas Intermediate. Outside of fiat-backed stablecoins, the product is one of the first real-world assets to enter DeFi trading. Very interesting to see, very interesting for synthetics. Next piece of DeFi news, DeFi project Acropolis was drained of $2 million in DAI if you use DeFi, listen up, because this is a very real possibility to more DeFi projects. Decentralized finance platform Acropolis has suffered a $2 million loss following a re-entry attack utilizing a flash loan from derivatives platform DYDX. If this sounds familiar to you OGs in the space from the split from Ethereum, Ethereum Classic, a re-entry attack allows users to withdraw more funds from a contract than the contract holds. Ethereum's 2016, the DAO hack, was also a re-entry attack. And here's the kicker. Here is the takeaway to DeFi investors. The smart contract was audited. 
Acropolis's Delphi savings pool was audited twice, the team said in the Discord, once by Certic and also by firms SmartDeck and Pessimistic. And it still happened. Just be wary of how experimental all this is. Next piece of news for Engine, the platform is now free. And let's just define the platform first off. The Engine platform is hands down the easiest way to create non-fungible tokens, NFTs, cryptocurrencies, and other blockchain items and integrate them into any software. And it used to have a monthly cost. But even with that monthly cost, since its launch, it has attracted over 1,500 projects that have minted over 3.6 billion assets for games, apps, websites, rewards programs, marketing campaigns, event souvenirs, access codes, and more. And that's huge, but they want more. They want developers across all market segments to be able to integrate blockchain in literally minutes without complication. And to do this, they are happy to announce that the engine platform is now free for all to use. And to get specific what that means, as of today, subscription fees have been removed from the engine platform, and you can now mint unlimited tokens and complete full-fledged game and app integrations using the platform with no monthly fee. Whoa, so is there any costs? The only cost to creating assets is the engine coin ENJ used to back them. And as we've seen, the return on that investment can be massive. Wow, so this is great for adoption, great for the engine coin. Next piece of news for Ripple, Ripple files for yet another new trademark in the US. Check this out. Filed on November 6th, a filing for the trademark Paystring gives scant information as to which business or product will be marketed under its canopy. So they just trademarked that name. And indeed, the trademark registration description is identical to that used for Ripple's RippleNet filing earlier this year. So this was the description. According to this description, Paystring covers the span of different categories of electronic financial services. The use of fiat and digital currencies for remittances and gifts, receiving and dispersing electronic payments in fiat and digital currencies, currency exchange services in fiat and digital currency, financial transactions, electronic payments, the list goes on. Basically, this was the exact same description of their trademark for RippleNet. They have now trademarked Paystring. I don't know. I guess they liked the name. Okay, that is the video. My name's Austin. See you tomorrow.